0: I think that's all, so I want to invite Paul up right now, I'm going to give him as much time as possible, because this man has uh, such a wisdom and such an understanding that he gives to us, so just in this moment, let me just pray for Paul, and then we're just going to just ask that it just touches us really, really where God wants it to at the moment, so Lord Jesus, I just pray for Paul right now. I thank you for the faithfulness of this man, and I thank you that he is a man that shows what the character of God is like by the way he lives his life and I pray that as he speaks to us today that the truth that you have placed within his heart may be that which touches our hearts and is is able to go deep and set us free into that knowledge and that wisdom that you have for us in Jesus name amen. Good morning everyone Uh, I've been called many things often not very complimentary things, but I don't think I've ever been called legendary before. And uh, I've always associated the word legend with something that has already revealed its sell by date. And uh, I certainly hope that that is not the case with me. Uh, I've often told you I don't believe in retirement, but I do believe in aspirement, and that's what I'm doing. I'm reaching for whatever I can still get hold of in God. And uh, until the day that I breathe my final breath, I'm going to be going after him big time, pursuing him, wanting to have everything that he has for me. I think one of the saddest things would be that when we get to heaven one day and we walk into whatever it is there and we find a whole shelf of stuff that we never had faith for, never claimed, never obtained, and it was there waiting for us. So uh, I don't know, you know, I, I see some of you glazing over, but uh, that, that's something to go for. There, there is more for you, my friend, than you have now. Please believe that. There is so much more for you to obtain in your walk with God And it's there for the taking as you believe him in his goodness and in his grace that he will pour it out into your life so that you can, and when when the time comes, you can say, I've finished the race, I've run it. And I'm pleased with the way that I ran it because that is God's inheritance for you. So, how are you today? Okay, well, here's here's the deal. Uh, I hope to be done in a very short space of time. The time now is, what does that clock say? 20 past? Lord, help me. (laughs) I want to share with you today on this thought. Our hearts and the time that we live in the organ that beats away in our chests over here is that pumps the blood around our bodies uh, can be affected by external influences. That, that is quite possible, I admit that. But this morning, this, I, I, I'm, I'm not here to give you a pep talk on dietary uh, habits and lifestyles that, that might damage that heart, uh, nor am I here to, to list the woes that have beset our planet, what I want to try and do this morning is to, to bring you an understanding of how that, uh, what, is, what is in us, the heart that I want to speak about, not the, not the muscle beating away in your thoracic cavity, but the heart the, the core of who we are, the, 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 the emotional, spiritual, and mental state that we find as how our heart is at this point in time and how it is being affected by what is happening around us. That's what I want to bring home to you this morning. But more important than that, how you and I Can ensure that we have a healthy heart. And again, I stress, I'm not speaking about the muscle that beats, that pumps the blood around your your body. I'm speaking about who you are, the core of your being, the person that you are. So I want to start with speaking about. Wounded hearts. Hearts that have been wounded because of what is happening nationally, internationally. But probably most of all, hearts that have been affected and wounded by what has happened to us in our personal circumstances. Did you know that the Bible speaks about national developments that have an adverse, adverse effect upon the heart. In Lamentations chapter 5 and verse 7, Jeremiah wrote these words. He said, for this, and he's speaking about a national situation, this national situation, our heart has become sick, for these things our eyes have grown dim. He's speaking in this context about the loss of national honor. Things have gone horribly wrong. And if you read that chapter in Lamentations, you'll find there are horrors listed there that that I couldn't help but think a lot about what happened in the Ukraine in recent times. National situations that have affected deeply the core of human beings. If you and I were to walk amongst Ukrainians today in that nation and ask them how they're doing, you would know exactly what I'm referring to. The national situation that has brought about great distress. Thank God that we don't find ourselves in a situation like that, but there are many things that happen here. That we find ourselves deeply affected by there are various translations, and I, I, I just want to tell you what they say. they, they speak about this the sick heart that, that the heart has become sick, they f- refer to it as a sorrowful heart, a saddened heart or a heavy heart and in the the uh, book written by the, minor, the what we call one of the minor prophets, the prophet Habakkuk, uh, chapter 3 lists things like this. It talks about, though the fig tree does not blossom, and there is no fruit on the vine, though the product of the olive fails, and the fields yield no food, though the flock is cut off from the fold, and there are no cattle in the stalls, And then he goes on to expound on the effect that that has on the nation. What what he's painting for us here is is a bleak economic situation. Things have gone wrong. Uh, the, the, The currency of that time would have devalued significantly because of that. And it's true to say that what happens nationally affects us, we do not sail past the negatives that are coming to the fore without it impacting us in one way or another. Just go and fill your car with petrol to see what I mean. The hikes that we face in gas, electricity and water. The job losses that have come about because of recent times. The the strikes that are are taking place and and we just faced that rail strike this this week. And the, the, the threats that there are of food shortages. These are economic situations that do affect us. There are some who go to the other extreme and they be, you know, they, they've started hoarding things, water and essentials in case that uh, they find themselves unable to obtain what they need for their daily sustenance. But economic situations and national developments do affect the hearts of people. International developments affect us and I've already referred to what has happened in in the Ukraine. It affected us. Jesus listed a few things in in Matthew chapter 24 because he spoke about wars and rumours of wars. Have we seen some of those? He spoke about nation rising against nation, and kingdom coming against kingdom. He also listed the fact that uh, there will be famines and and there will be pestilences across the, the globe from place to place. Jesus also mentioned that many false prophets will arise and uh, that many are going to be led astray, moving into error. I'm sure you've noted how that in the very recent past there have been a glut of high-profile leaders that have fallen from grace. I just read on the web the other day of the Southern Baptist Convention that has just taken place. It's... uh, Evangelical, strong evangelical movement in the United States, and uh, they 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 headed it the Southern Baptist Convention apocalypse. In the last twenty years, seven hundred of their leaders had fallen morally. Jesus also said that the love that there should be, for God, will grow cold. So the international scene also produces wounded, sick hearts. We're faced with the decline of moral standards. We're faced with the spirit of Antichrist raising its head. In a more prevalent way, I'm sure, than it ever did in the day when the Apostle John first wrote about it. We see the erosion of biblical values and godly standards. We, we, we note the emergence of the apostate church here in this nation. Mainline denominations are embracing, accepting, and promoting things that are against the values that God carries in his heart and he refers to in his word. There's a growing awareness of world leaders sold out to globalization, enamored with the teachings of the World Economic Forum led led by Klaus Schwab and others like him, all with an aim towards moving towards a one-world government. Pestilences. We've just been through one. Folks, I list these very briefly just to make the point that national developments and international developments do affect the heart of mankind. If we have no other source upon which to lean, then we see the emergence of what has happened and is happening all the time. People losing the plot. People just failing... to to cope with life. And I did say that probably more so than national or international developments, what affects the heart of man probably in the greatest, most damaging way are personal circumstances. I can understand the world those who don't walk in the ways that 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 Jesus offers us to walk in as a as a disciple of his i can understand the world falling to bits but it is quite sad to see it happening within the body of christ as well I, i'm doing some straight talking this morning is that all right yeah. i i have never seen the body of christ gripped by so much fear as I have seen in the last two years. That's not from God. His word declares, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and a sound, disciplined mind. So why are God's children so fearful? These things all bring about a wounded heart. But I want to move on to the other side of the coin. Healed hearts. Hearts that are, that are whole. Hearts that, that can face these things and acknowledge that they exist. Not push there, pushing your head in the sand like an ostrich and pretending it's not there, but acknowledging it exists, but lifting your gaze above that enemy, above that consequence, and looking to see the captain of the hosts leading his armies on the behalf of his people. Oh, may God grant that we have that heart set. Listen, I don't want you to feel condemned if you've buckled at the knees and and you've gone under the, the weight of what is happening to you personally and what is happening around you, the after the, the ripple effects of which you know are going to affect you. I, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not putting you down. What I what I what I want you to see, please, is there's there's someone who is batting for you. And he's inviting you to put your entire trust in him. Because that is what will make all the difference. You know, when Jesus suffered that agonizing time in the Garden of Gethsemane, when, when, when he cried out and, and, and his pain and his anguish is, is is so evident in the words that he the he spoke when he said Lord I I don't really want to drink this cup if it is at all possible let this let this this cup that I must drink the suffering that I must go for through this 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 beyond description pain that I must bear, not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, let it pass from me. But then he said this, not my will, but yours be done. What was he saying? He was saying, in my humanity, in my flesh, the same flesh you and I have, in my humanity. I, I God, if possible, I don't want to have to, do, to drink this cup. I don't want it. But, and in saying, not my will, but yours be done, he was acknowledging that beyond the understanding of his flesh, being flesh, being made flesh, There was a bigger picture. And that is what he was yielding to. Trusting God. Trusting God. And so in doing that, Jesus set a massive example for us. There are going to be times... When we don't understand what is happening and why it is happening, we fasted, we prayed, we sought the face of God, and yet it seems that He didn't listen to one word that we said. He didn't take note of one anguished cry that we made, because it still happened not the way we wanted it to happen. And we ended up with wounded hearts. I went through something like that a year and a half ago. I invested heavily in something. I fasted for weeks on an end. I prayed, rose with the early morning hours and prayed, spent hours alone and prayed and believed God for a certain result. I together with many, many other Christians. And in the end, the result was the opposite of what we believed for. The fact that it was not a God thing is very evident today. As you look at the results, that that result is reaping. I'm making the point that I was disappointed in God. I couldn't understand why he would permit something like that. And for a while I was skating on thin ice. God if you couldn't if you couldn't do this for us then how can I trust you to do other things for me and for others? I'm being honest with you. That's where I was at. But I missed that key. For a while I missed it. Where I could say, God, sure, I don't understand. Lord, I don't know why you permitted this to happen. But you have the bigger picture. And I'm still now in the place where I've come back to, to trusting him, hoping in his grace and mercy, investing heavily in what he can bring about out of a picture that seemed to just spell total loss. And he can bring about the greater glory of God through it. the healed heart is the heart that trusts God you all know Proverbs 3 verses 5 to 8, I'm going to read it to you in the in the um, from the amplified classic edition while you just follow it in the NIV, but read along with me lean on you know when you're emotional, mental and, and spiritual legs have become so lame from the battle. When, when, when you feel you can no longer you know, stand you need something on and, and the, the, the scripture here is telling you what to do. It says lean on. Trust in. Trust Trust, oh God please help us to come through, trust against all reasoning, trust in and be confident because he's never made a mistake yet in the Lord with all of your heart and mind. Now you've got to get this, you've got to get this. Do not rely on your own insight or understanding. Because the mind plays tricks with us. In all your ways, all of them, in all your ways, your coming, your going, your awakefulness, your your sleeping time, uh, in all of your ways, recognize and acknowledge God and He will. He will direct and make straight and plain your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Reverently fear and worship the Lord and turn entirely away from evil. And it shall be health to your nerves and sinews and and marrow and moistening to your bones. That's powerful, isn't it? That is so powerful. If you've got an amplified classic edition at home, go read it again. Look it up on the internet and read it umpteen times. Just read it and read it until its message penetrates past just the understanding and drops deep into the spiritual realm of your being. Because then, no matter what the enemy throws at you, no matter what a crazy world brings across your path, you'll be able to stand and... It'll be strength to your nerves and sinews, and strength to your marrow, and moisture to your bones. This portion of Scripture is, is imploring us to put our trust in God. It says so clearly don't lean to your own understanding and your own intellect. We think we're so clever. Of all the knowledge that exists in this universe, how much do you have hold of? It's infinitesimal. it It is not even a fraction, it's so little. But in what he permits and what he sees going on, is is from a viewpoint where he has all the knowledge existent in this universe. And we dare point a finger at him? Oh, my God. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't hold your wounded heart back from God. Please don't. Don't secretly blame God. I tell you what, if you desire, if you let God know that you desire to go on into a greater intimacy with Him, here is what is going to happen. Every control button in your life is going to be challenged. I did it my way will no longer apply because you will be stripped of everything you can manipulate. That does not exonerate us from responsibility. Responsibility is the proper response to the abilities that we have. God still expects that. But I'm talking about where we think, God, well, you should have done it this way. Why didn't you? Trust with all your heart. Because he does have the bigger picture. I'm cutting steps out here. So the first thing that is so important in, in, in having a healed heart is to trust God. The second is to guard your heart. And again, I draw from Proverbs. This time, chapter 4 and verse 23. It says it like this. Above all else, in other words, more important than anything else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And again, the amplified brings out the the greater meaning in that last phrase where it says, for from it flows the springs of life. Every great river or any river for that matter will flow from a source which is nowhere near as impressive as it ultimately does become. There's a spring somewhere. There's a head, a fountain somewhere from which that river came. And it may break into many other different streams, but even those streams will have a head, even as the river has a head, a source from which it came. And to the Hebrew thinkers, when, when, when they would look at that, that verse in Proverbs, they would understand that the, the individual, the man, the woman, the, the, the person, Carried within their core a fountain that would affect and display how they flowed into the rest of life. See, they understood that the man, the woman, has that central core, the heart. From which flows the moral character, from which flows the deeds and the actions and the speech of that individual. They understood that our deeds are not an accidental set of actions, nor are our decisions nor are the words that we speak, they're not accidental, but they flow from an inner source, the spring, the fountain of our very lives. Who is the source and the spring of our lives? No wonder, he says, above all else, guard your hearts. What are we allowing to go into that inner core that produces the person that we are? What percentage of that which is good and wholesome and pure And blameless. What percentage of sources of that nature do we put in here as opposed to sources that produce the opposite? Do you remember the verse Jesus quoted when he said, what the heart is full of the mouth will speak? God, your heart. And my final significant point I want to make is this. Believe the word of God. Luke 21, 33 says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will remain forever. Jesus speaking. He is the word who was before the foundation of the world. The word who became flesh and dwelt among us. The word who were lost through all eternity. Heaven and earth will pass away. He's drawing a distinction here between that which we think is so permanent. Our universe, our, our planet, we, we think they're here forever, but Jesus said they're going to pass away. There's only one thing that's going to remain forever, and that's His Word. I love the way that Peter describes what is actually going to happen to our heaven and earth. Can I read it to you quickly? It says, by the same word, the present heavens and the earth are reserved for fire. The heavens will disappear with the roar. the elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Everything will be destroyed in this way. The day of the Lord will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in that heat. That's his second letter, chapter 3. What everybody thinks is here to stay is not going to be here forever. Only his word and his kingdom will be here forever. Well, I wonder if we're going to witness that it's going to be the greatest pyrotechnic display that we've ever seen. Cow's Cow's Friday night Cow's Week Friday night is going to be nothing. A new heavens and a new earth. And Jesus words remaining forever. I want you to hear what I say now and please don't forget this. How can you heal your wounded heart? By filling it with the truth of his word. The condition of your spirit determines your outlook on life. What you hear in the news, reading the papers, what, what friends tell you, what you receive news about from abroad and all of that stuff, all of that turns out to be takes on a stature in your life according to what you have in your spirit. Oh, I hope I'm just talking this morning. His words remain forever. There's a durability, there's a tenacity, there's a a power and a strength about getting the word of God into your spirit that will make all the difference to how you live life. I'm speaking to believers. Nothing lasts longer than the word of God. God and His Word are one. Listen to these Scriptures. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. The Word of God is alive and powerful. The psalmist understood these things because he said, Your Word, O Lord, have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against You. And elsewhere in the Gospels, Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. So no wonder Isaiah chapter 40 verse 8 draws a line underneath it all and says, The grass, grass withers and the flowers fail, but the word of our God endures forever. Dear ones, I really felt God gave me this word. That I might not have delivered it with the eloquence that it could have been delivered or, you know. I'm not an orator. I just wanted to bring to you the truth of the word of God today. What is happening in this... We live in a broken world. Our world is sick And if we don't have the right medication, we're going to go down in this pandemic that eclipses C-19 and swine flu and anything else. It'll destroy mankind. One thing alone will bring you through into a place of victory where you can stand now in these circumstances and say, I am more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens me. And that is to trust God, to guard your heart, and to believe his word. Amen. I'm done. But I want you to please, please remember that the condition of your heart can only be sound and healthy if you have followed those three simple steps. That's what you should be doing if Jesus is your Lord and Savior. Are things going to get easier? I don't know. I do believe the kingdom of God is going to advance forcefully. I do believe that. I believe we're going to see stuff and experience stuff as the church of Jesus Christ that we've only heard about, read about, and, and longed for. But we do need to have healthy hearts. And I've told you how you can get that. It's very simple. It's very simplistic. But that's why so many miss it. If it was complicated and required lots of money and mo- loads and loads and loads of, of our time and energy and, 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 and investment, we'd probably do it. But because it's so simple, we keep on stumbling through to victory. We will win in the end. But He wants you to be victorious now, with a healthy heart now. And so, dear ones, what state is your heart in? How are you doing? What does that heartbeat sound like? Is it filled with negativity, with fear? Is there hopelessness detected in your voice? Anxiety? Are the hours of sleep being robbed from you that you so desperately need? How is your heart? You can have a healthy heart in the midst of the world's circumstances. You've been angry with God? It's all right. He can handle it. Do you feel he's let you down? It may seem like that. But never forget there's a bigger picture. You know, when it said that that, uh, he's with us in the waiting, he's with us in the fire, he's with us in the flood, we just sang it. I think that was the last song we sang. The scripture that says that that the time's going to come, we're going to go through uh, the fire and the water, and the, the water won't overflow us, but the fire won't set a flame on us. Did you notice that one little word in that promise? When you go through the fire, through the waters. It didn't say you're going to skip over it all and keep it hardy this is life for me i no life is real challenges are real and so much of what's happening is inescapable but i'm tr- speaking to the believers this morning you can rise to a new level in it all Or else the word of God doesn't mean anything it says. I believe it to be the word of God to mankind. (laughs) So if you'll embrace that, you'll see a massive difference in how you face each and every day when you open your eyes. You and God, you're a majority. You and God are going to make it victoriously. You have everything to grab hold of this morning and say, Lord, from this moment on, forgive me for my question marks. Forgive me for my rantings. Even if I was honest enough to tell you, God, that I don't know if I can trust you. Forgive me. I'm going to find a new level of trusting. And I'm going to make it through to the end. Stand with me, please. I'm going to pray a prayer for everyone who's struggled in the recent past, who's struggling now, and who is facing massive challenges Tomorrow and onwards, I'm going to pray for you. And as I pray, I want you please to just release yourself to the grace and the mercy of God. Please trust Him. Let Him be God in your life. Don't, don't allow that tendency to... Reason it out, the intellect. Don't, don't lean to your own understanding. Trust Him with all of your spirit. For then you will know the health. And I don't just mean physically, but spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. You'll know the health that you need. Lord Jesus... Will you take the truths that I have spoken this morning? Anything else that is not your truth, please erase it from the minds of these precious people here. But will you take your truth and will you embed it in their hearts? Let it become a fruitful tree Producing much fruit. Of all those nine aspects of the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, faithfulness, gentleness, long-suffering, goodness, kindness. Let all those be the fruit that hang uh, from the branches of our lives. Because we have trusted you, guarded our hearts, and believed your word. So I pray for your healing to come now. And Lord, just penetrate every core, every corner of their hearts, the the very core of their being. Just, Just penetrate it, Lord, and soak it with your affirmations, your grace, your mercy. And may we be a people with a healthy Heart. I ask it only because I believe you want it and you've provided for it. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thanks, Ashley.